Welcome to the Wonderland. A podcast with coaches Amanda Jones and Alex Linares. Listen in as they drop down the rabbit hole to explore reality, suffering and awakening. Leave your worries and fears behind and get ready for a taste of the Wonderland. Welcome back to the Wonderland. This is episode nine, The Sandcastle. To start this exploration, I want to start with a quote. It says, she was concerned that she had built her sandcastle a little too close to the edge of the ocean. And she was right. <laughs> so this, this idea came to me through through, you know, talking to people and it just, it, it's so, it's such a beautiful metaphor for how the self idea gets created, destroyed and recreated all the time. Um, so we could, to describe it, it's kind of like the self idea, the me gets constructed out of sand, right? We, we build up who I am, my personality, my likes, my dislikes, my preferences, my wants, my desires. And we make little turrets over here and a moat around it to protect. And then here comes the ocean wave, destroys it all again. And then you can notice it gets slowly rebuilt again. And a little bit harder packed sand this time a little bit more decoration and a flying buttress here and there. (laughs) And then here comes the wave and it gets all destroyed. So the thing that we want to explore about this is it's, it can be a really freeing exploration and realization that the tide is coming in and when we take the perspective of being the ocean and not living in the castle, we can play in the sand. We can, we can know that everything is impermanent, including the self-idea that it will be reconstructed in the next moment when the tide goes out and then it will be destroyed. Instead of kind of hanging out in this agitation of you know scurrying around to build a tighter sandcastle that this time it won't be destroyed we start to see that actually it's the ocean that is the the movement of life and they're not separate right they're not they're the sand and the ocean are not separate but when the mind is identified in as living in the castle it's going to be on guard for anything that might come and destroy it, destroy my sense of self. And what do you consider the sense of self? What is the sense of self? Everything that has been learned and believed about who I think I am. Uh, I remember a long time ago, I had this um, thought, like when I was very, very young, that 
my parents knew who I was before I did. And, you know, that makes sense. But then as I, as I grew up, I was like, oh, wait, they didn't know either. It's just that the self idea had accumulated enough ideas and concepts that I believed I knew who I was. And whether or not that matched their, what I thought their idea was didn't matter. But just to see that mechanism of there is a time in our lives where we don't, we haven't accumulated, the mind hasn't accumulated enough ideas and landmarks to recognize ourselves with. That other, you know, parents in society fill, the, fill in those blanks. And then we do, we do create our own. And it's, it's a constant struggle if we are under the impression innocently that 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 sandcastle of ideas will be permanent. Well, that's huge because as, as you were kind of t- talking through that, something really obvious came up for me and, and you spoke to, you know, that, that age, right? Before we have that awareness and enough you know, kind of point of, of information, of data to to have a definition of who we are. But that's that experience keeps repeating itself through life. And, mm-hmm. and the one that popped very obviously for me was motherhood, right? Mm-hmm. So one day I wasn't a mother and the other mm-hmm. day I was. Mm-hmm. And there's this transition where you, you just don't have enough data points to have a definition of who you are and a sense of self in that specific role, but, and that's, you know, motherhood can be considered a big one, but like when you start a new job or a new relationship, there is the sense of reconstituting a sense of self around this new experience in life. Yes, that's huge. And your first day of motherhood was the, was the birthday of beginning to accumulate ideas that seemed to match, that felt good, that made sense. And all of these little turrets on the sandcastle, all of the, all of the little decorations around started to be built up with that. And then it's interesting. I mean, tell me if this is your experience of all of, when the wave comes in and destroys all of that, it feels like you're not a good mother. Yes, and I and I get the sense of what you mean by the wave, but I'd love for you to to speak to what you mean by the yeah. wave. Yeah. So the wave is we could say thought comes in with a completely spontaneous, apparently contradicting idea of who I am. So if I or somebody says something that doesn't match the sandcastle I have built, it feels like that is destroying my sandcastle, doesn't it? It mm-hmm. feels like I don't exist anymore because for some reason, this other perspective is now kind of crashed through and destroyed everything I thought was real and true and solid. And this, there, you know, there's degrees to this. It doesn't have to be this huge, big destruction. It can be one turret just falls over and the rest is still kind of 
in, in that structure. But still there's a sense of loss, of um, un, unsettledness. And that to me is what the wave is. And, uh, and you can also say the wave is just the flow of life, the seamless experience of the thought stream of awareness, of attention going here and there. That's as, that's as good as I got right now. Yeah, that. no, I, I love that. <laughs> and and I, I really think that's the point you make, right? It could be something big like mm-hmm. the ending of a relationship mm-hmm. or something that that really shifts the way that that we perceive that that castle that that mm-hmm. we've built that persona and that uh identity uh but also it's in small ways and and what what was really uh obvious for me as you were talking through that is that the wave is impersonal yes just because it knocked down your sense of um, I don't know, worthiness around your authority at work has nothing to do with the fact that, you know, the wave was going after that part of yourself. It's just right. it's a very impersonal process of life doing what life is doing, that that movement of life that then seems to, uh, that then we personalize because we're identifying with a castle versus exactly. the, the movement itself. Yes. The wave isn't coming in saying, yes, you are unworthy and there you go. <laughs> That's destroyed. It's completely impersonal. And it's, it's weird in these, in these conversations, uh, you can, it can be heard, well, I now need to have the perspective that I am the wave. Mm-hmm. But the I in that little sentence is, uh, is the personal aspect of what we're saying is not personal at all. It's like you said, it's the movement of life. It's the, it's the tide coming in and out. It's the heart beating. It's the rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think another thing that, that can be heard when we're having this discussion is that, well, if it's impersonal and it's, it, it's not saying that it's not going after your worthiness, then the other side, our mind will say, well, then, then I am worthy, right? So, and it's like, it has nothing to do because you're identifying with the wrong, like it's still identification, your worthiness or not worthiness that you're, you're flipping the same coin there. Yes. You're still in the same kind of perspective uh, that is incomplete. Mm, Perfect. Yeah, exactly. So it could be fun to just watch the coin flip because the coin's going to flip. But it's a radical thing to to take one concept like worthiness or unworthiness and not replace it with worthiness, not replace it with its opposite. Because I mean, in the in the metaphor of the coin, they're the same thing. But that flipping activity is what we feel as con- constantly being afraid that the castle is going to be destroyed, the constant vigilance. But it's really that flipping of that coin activity. Yeah. yeah. And one, one thing that's been coming up for me lately, very much around that conversation of the coin, right? Of, of this, this almost energetic swing mm. from, from one concept to another. Um, 
and and when I see it in my life, this this kind of has been coming up, which is I'm trying to overcorrect, right? Something mm-hmm. in me is trying to overcorrect, right? Mm-hmm. Because I felt unworthy and now I have to feel worthy or I feel um, that I don't love myself. So I have to love myself unconditionally or, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that noticing the tension mm-hmm. is such, such a huge pointer for me that, that I'm, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the same exact experience. I'm just spinning yeah. with that coin instead of zooming out and seeing that there's this activity uh, that seems to be playing out. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it all comes back to the, uh, noticing that the activity is happening, the flipping of the coin is happening, the spinning around con- uh, two concepts that are actually the same mm-hmm. thing that we can, we are automatically really zoomed out in that moment. And even if you're not, you will be at some point because the wave's going to come back in. The tide's yeah. going to come back in. Yeah. And that's, that's what I love about the, um, the imagery of, of that sandcastle and, and the waves coming, coming in and out is that there's this, this flow to it that, mm-hmm. that it's not for us to predict or to plan around or it's just, there's this, just beautiful dance to it that that when we're aware of it just the awareness or even when we don't see it moment to moment knowing that that movement and that dance is is there doesn't need us to buy into it agree to it fight it or dance along with it we all of it is it's just one dance yeah so how does it look to you what the ocean is I want to throw that question back at you because I'm curious Yes, I, I I I like the way that you put it about just the, the the ocean being the the movement of life. That's definitely what it feels like, and and I, I like the impersonal part of that mm-hmm. because there it's it's a really humbling experience to sit back and and really see the complexity of even seemingly simple things in our lives, and. That's just such a powerful place to be and space to be open to seeing how impersonal life is, really. Yeah. And and that our attempts to understand it, oh my goodness, are almost an insult to the complexity of it. <laughs> you said that like... <laughs> because it's, it's just, um, it's, I feel awe. When yeah. I when I really contemplate the the complexity of life and and then I and and that includes my mind mm-hmm. trying to understand it mm-hmm. that is not exclusive of my mind mm-hmm. uh, trying to make sense of it in in a very real tangible way that's that's what it does and it's almost like it, you see the purpose of it without some kind of agenda mm, you see yeah. the, this play together without the need for this agenda on the other end of it. Yeah. Yeah. We really want to yeah, we really want to get across the this that that we are not by any means demonizing the analytical mind or the figuring out of things. Because I often hear from people, I I know I shouldn't be thinking about this. I shouldn't be analyzing this and figuring it out. Because at some point we've probably heard that uh, that's not a good thing or that's what's causing your your suffering. 
And it's, you know, it's paradoxical. Uh, yeah, a lot of that kind of analyzing and figuring out activity when it looks to be reaching some sort of goal will cause the suffering. But, and what wonder and awe is this brain that can figure stuff out, that can measure things, that can explore this environment that it finds itself in as apparently separate and go on a treasure hunt and look under rocks (laughs) and around corners and, you know, explore its wonderland that it finds itself in. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And another kind of, another question into the the sandcastle is that there, there isn't anyone building the sandcastle. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we can notice that um, very easily. Well, I say that, but you, your mileage may vary. Um, you can notice that... <laughs> You can notice it easily because just watch thought come in and dissolve, come in and and dissolve. That you aren't doing, you as a self-idea isn't doing that. You're not directing the neurons to accept certain connections and reject other connections. Like you can't tell me how that works. So it, it is very much spontaneous and um without a doer controlling it and managing it so that's yeah. one of the big things i saw about this sandcastle thing is that you're not the one building it and you're not the one destroying it it's a phenomena that once we wake up to really really sheds away a lot of anxiety yeah and stress yeah. Yeah, that that definitely feels very true um when I when I explore this and then there's there's a paradox that there's a very strong sense of being the sandcastle and being mm-hmm. the the pieces of it and and having life happening to these pieces in a very personal way. And that's not something we're trying to get rid of and and I think no. that's really important yeah. to to share as well is that sometimes when we're having these discussions and and pointing to this, there's almost this assumption of, well, this is bad and I would Mm -hmm. be happier if I, (laughs) if I got rid of these things and then, but I, I personally can't see what there is outside of the sandcastle in the ocean dancing. Mm. Mm-hmm. it's that just I have a loss for words when you just said that yeah it's outside and inside just collapse together and yeah. it seems to be an experience of feeling like you're in the castle that's what that feels like that's or what it ex- feels like <laughs> And then there's uh, a, a, a noticing that there's oceaning happening, there's waving happening, and that there's no kind of sense of loss when that castle goes. Yeah. 
And in the sense of that castle going, and I know this is a this is a word and a and a topic that that you bring up in your coaching and in your programs a lot is that longing. There's there is this song of longing when these things happen, and and we tend to, or or we can associate that with sadness or loss or, uh, but. But when I when I really sit back and and think of the longing that that is felt when there is part of my identity that has been threatened or completely washed out, it's just curious to to see that there is this longing that that then almost is the energy of the creation itself. It's it's just hard to explain. Wow. Yes, yes, that's beautiful. Because there, there, there is no separation between the creation and the created. The act of creation and the created. It only appears that way in time, right? In the concept of time. Yeah. I want to end with a quote so beautiful by Nancy Nethercutt. It says, Yet I dance among the ruins of imaginary castles Fortresses of thought that crumbled into the images of stones they were built from. Long grasses and young blood-red flowers waving in the wind. Like us, rippling waves of thought, and I fall in love. This has been the Wonderland Podcast. If you'd like to explore further with Amanda or Alex, visit Amanda's website at uncoverispace.com or Alex's website at kanemacoaching.com. <laughs>